0: This week, we begin in Houston, where a serial killer that once moved in the shadows is finally brought to light. Then, we travel up to Dallas, where a last-minute birthday celebration leads to murder and mutilation. Welcome to episode 42 of Texas 1031. But Stassi's finally happy, and it makes me really happy. I know. I want... I wanna be
1: saucy, I want a chill mm-hmm. boyfriend that is just like funny and just lets me be a bitch on the side <laughs> and drink wine, you know? Yep. I just don't wanna be blonde.
0: It, no. No, never <laughs> no. but she likes a lot of the same shit that we like, so it's just the blonde. I don't think yeah. That. I tell Brennan like I talk about her sometimes as if she's my real life friend. I'm like, Gee. Okay, so Real Housewives of New York. He hates that I watch it. It's because so it's good, the though. worst in the world. Yeah, no, it's so good. I know, it's so funny. I don't know who I am anymore though, and I'm like, well, <laughs> Stassi Schroeder said, and I was, well, it sounds lame to say, but like her and her boyfriend remind me of you and me, and he's just like, uh huh, okay, cool psycho woman, <laughs> yeah, so, he's
1: delusional,
0: a little bit. It's fine.
1: <laughs> Okay, hey everyone. This is Cassie and Hannah. This is Texas 10:31. That was Kane. Um, and this is a Texas True Crime podcast. Long time no see. What's I know. new with you. God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it really has. It's been what? two, three weeks. Yeah. I Jesus. Think so. I don't like that. like it was before Thanksgiving. Guys, Hannah's my best friend, but we don't see each other no. unless we're <laughs> recording because no. we both suck and definitely. time yeah we we spend time with our dogs and other people kane's spending time with cassie not me yeah you're gonna hear kane's nosy bumping the mic because he's now he's tilted his head back a few times and it's the cutest thing in the world (laughs) how have you been okay okay so
1: so do you want to talk about things that since we haven't seen each other or you said you didn't really have anything to say.
0: Yeah, I don't have any recommendations because all I do is what Stassi Schroeder tells me to do, drink Pinot Grigio and watch Real Housewives.
1: Do you want to talk about Vanderpump Rules Season 7?
0: Um, Yes, but I can't hear anything yet about Episode 2 because... I watched it today. I, where did you watch it?
1: Right? Uh, a- Apple TV.
0: Okay. I need to figure out how to watch it for free if I miss it. Ah. Because but, I'm going to... just
1: record it? Or do you no, not have that? No, one, I don't have that. No
0: one has cable anymore? I have cable, but I don't have the Bravo. recording thing. Uh-oh. Uh, okay. Yeah. How does that work? Like, I mean, I do, but I don't know how to... Maybe I just need to pay for it because <laughs> I'm going to miss the next, like, month's worth of Vanderpump Rules because I'll be yeah. out of town. But episode one, Jackson Brittany, I cried.
1: They have the engagement party on the second episode. Do they? Okay.
0: Yeah. I was confused. Or, like, the,
1: you know, celebration.
0: I watched... Okay, so <laughs> okay, okay, so you know how in the middle of I think it was season five, they do the preview thing for that that show about Stassi's New York friends that got like one season. Okay, they splice Miss it that. in. You meet Stassi's like tall blonde sister friends that like go summer in the Hamptons with all their other rich friends, and they were doing like I think it was even called the Beach House or something of off from them, like a new Vanderpump Rules type show. Okay. And I don't think it ever went anywhere. But that episode, it was like a quarter of Vanderpump Rules. And then the rest of the episode was this like Beach sneak house peen thing. into this. yeah. And so I thought that they were going to show. I didn't realize the episode was over. I thought they were going to show some of the engagement party. And so oh. right after it was that stupid fucking show about whatever. I think it was a boat. I think they were on a yacht, a bunch of rich kids on a yacht. I think that's a lot of the shows on Bravo. <laughs> I watched so much of it expecting it to go back to Vanderpump Rules because I thought it was a preview. Oh, no. I was so pissed.
1: Yeah, so. That's embarrassing. I know. <laughs> I have recommendations this week. Good. Um, so when I saw my brother over the Thanksgiving holiday, he told me to stop skipping all the recommendation stuff. Like, you would always have something. But he was like, don't skip it. Because if he was like, that's some of the times the best part of the podcast. But oh. I was like that everyone's here for murder but okay
0: (laughs) well Um, you do have good recommendations a lot uh, of my downloads have been because of you okay well
1: thanks but um he just made me feel cool and like my opinion matters so (laughs) i'm gonna start recommending stuff again um i recently got back into last podcast on the left yes we
0: texted about it yes it made me so happy
1: um i watched the finally watched the movie searching remember oh yeah okay like the asian guy and it was the daughter that went missing or whatever it was actually really good okay i know it was like kind of um promoted with uh, My Favorite Murder a little bit Mm -hmm. and, like, whatever. But it was actually really good. It was cool because it was all via, like, technology. So it was either being filmed from a webcam, not filmed, but, like, your perspective was on the computer, on a phone, on a camera, CCTV, something like that. Okay. It was never, like,
0: actual, like, does that make sense? Yeah. So instead of, like, a first-person, like, POV of like a thing of a regular movie of
1: people being filmed, it yeah. was like always like almost found footage, but yeah, not. But better okay. than that, exactly. Yeah. Um. And then I watched the American meme today on Netflix. American meme. Meme. M e m e. It was really sad. Oh. So it's all about um like I don't know when it came out, but it's um all about the big time like um personalities on social media, like mm. the fat Jewish Brittany Ferlin, Paris Hilton. And it's all their kind of – and, like, Kirill, uh, what's-his-face, the guy that pours champagne on girls' asses and stuff at parties. Ew. No?
0: I didn't know. <laughs>
1: Ew. It's really sad. It's, like, all their true feelings about their lives. And, like, oh. this is how I got famous, and but this is how I really feel, and this is what we have to do to maintain this status. And I just want to feel love, and I want to kill myself, and I felt horrible. And, like, it's really kind of gut-wrenching, but yeah. it makes you look at people in a different way. Yeah. and like. They start dating someone and they lose 100,000 followers and they po- post right. this video and they get paid $150,000 and it's like really interesting actually. So go watch it.
0: That's interesting. Yeah. I haven't seen that pop up on my like yeah. new it's whatever. It's cool.
1: And then obviously Vanderpump Rules season seven, but yeah. we don't have to talk about that.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> if I can find my phone, I want to, do you want to read off the, um, the Tommy Lynn Sells email?
0: Yeah. Or like mention
1: it, I uh, guess.
0: Yeah.
1: Real quick. Or that do was- we care?
0: I thought it was really cool. Yeah, me too. I told Brennan first thing he woke up, and he was like, well, that's good that you guys aren't, (laughs) you know, super idiots. And I
1: was like, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, let's address this stupid cunt that was on fucking... <laughs> the Apple podcast thing we made a huge deal About it and maybe we shouldn't have but I find that So annoying so uh, listen up bitch we got an Email that says we're not stupid yeah so From like,
0: like a, a qualified person one. And I love the person on Instagram that was Like um and anyways Her entire sentence is a run on sentence so
1: Oh yeah that was Jennifer the that, that's that was Jennifer. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
0: I was too busy Like yes
1: bitch <laughs> Yeah Amy which I We have so many we have too many Amy's We have a lot like, of good Amy's in yeah. our life and so it's concerning because i don't know who's who and like what's happening <laughs> it's but a
0: fake amy out there right uh
1: so we got an email from i don't want to say his name just no no don't do that um he says i haven't been to your site for quite some time in the past but in the past um i've checked in to see who and what you've covered you have um podcasts of several of the cases in which I was a part of the defense team as well as a few that are pending. Last night I listened to your podcast outlining your thoughts on Tommy Lynn Sells, one of my past clients. I spent a considerable what? amount of time with him, have hours and hours of taped conversations as well as correspondence with Tommy and his family and unique insights gleamed from all of the above. I feel like this is going to take too long to read it. Um,
0: I don't know. It's worth it because it's someone that is actually
1: bragging on us so okay i'll keep going um i enjoy listening to your shows and your thoughts on the folks you profile sometimes in the course of my work i have been working on those charged with or convicted of capital murder in texas oklahoma new mexico utah oregon california nevada for over 30 years Uh, i tend to look at these cases through my experience losing sight of how the person sitting in the jury box might see the same facts as i possess in an entirely different way The podcast portion on um, ASPD and Tommy is a great example. The things you focus on in your psychological postmortem were a good overview of ASPD. There were some items that you didn't mention because I imagine they weren't available to you. Thank you. Yeah. Exactly. The internet isn't like all encompassing. No, we don't know everything. We can't know everything. (laughs) It would be interesting to see how they might impact your final conclusions. On a side note, Crystal Searles is the bravest person I've ever met. Frederick Gary Mears is a charlatan. I'm not sure who that was. Um,
0: it, I It sounded very familiar, and I'm sure our listeners would I know. I don't remember. Yeah. I, I go through an episode and then I forget the next week.
1: <laughs> Tommy's confessions were mostly influenced by the fact that the Texas Rangers and other law enforcement would promise him lunch at Long John Silver's and a right? flight on the Texas or the state of Texas jet or state of Texas leased jet that on the facts of the case and despite. Do having done this work for over 30 years, I haven't lost the ability to learn from others like yourselves. That was a weird sentence, but whatever. Keep up the good and entertaining work. Despite my yelling at my iPad on occasion, you have a fan here. So. So cool. Thank he's you. He's a mitigation specialist. Um, yeah.
0: Which means he's definitely smarter than us and yeah. any of you. Amy. And you wasn't mad
1: about it. Amy. <laughs>
0: yeah, Amy. <laughs> Fuck yourself, Amy. But it's really cool because we never... Ever once have claimed to know anything. You definitely you are studying this stuff, so you have more knowledge, and you're constantly learning more. Mm -hmm. Like we're learning as we go, as we research, and like trying to navigate through all of the articles and Mm -hmm. like get the most up to date, get the most accurate, and then construct it all into a story that focuses on the victim. So like it's, I'm not saying you know boohoo us, but we don't ever claim. Uh, people have talk, it perfect. Yeah, people talk about how we can't even say the own words that we like write. And blah blah blah. It's like we're not. These are other people's words, right? <laughs> and so what if we don't know how to say something? Yeah, like, I'm so sorry that
1: we have imperfections and flaws. Yes, I don't know. Sorry. Fuck off, Amy. Like, go get your like, go get your own podcast. Yeah, do it, and then we'll or come like review why you. D- stop having such hate in your heart to like. Take the time out of your day to write something. I really shouldn't be this upset about it. But it is upsetting because it's just like you're taking life way too seriously. Yeah. But okay.
0: Yeah. And it was honestly in the middle of like both of us being like what the hell we're getting. By the way, if you guys rate, review and subscribe, like we (laughs) literally do do that cool little like happy dance. We get excited. And so it was in the middle of like a bunch of those happening. We were like, wow, this is really cool. It's coming out of nowhere. And then Amy just smacks us Mm -hmm. with Whatever you guys suck. Criticism, it's fine, but yeah, that's why I think that's why we both harped on it so much because we were like, well, thanks for fucking stopping our gravy train, like
1: <laughs> gravy train. Is I that, don't know. Like, a money thing? I don't know. See, this is what she's pissed off about. <laughs> Stop being combative. Yeah, you know? I know. But then we got one from Stacy and some other person. They were really nice, so yeah. thanks guys. Thanks anyway, guys. Whatever. Go fuck off. <laughs> um. All
0: right. You ready? I am. Yeah. This week, I'm going to cover the case of Lucky Ward. So we begin. Houston, Texas, January 10th, 2010.
1: Dang, that wasn't that long ago. Wasn't
0: that long ago. I know. This whole thing is like, what the fuck? (laughs) I was in Houston in 2010 in these areas as a dumb child running around like Wait, is
1: lucky Ward like the third word fourth word kind of thing or is this a person this is a person yes. okay. okay good
0: yeah okay. this is a person lucky ward is a person um he operated Continue. in and this around montrose in midtown okay. so what? i used i used to traipse around montrose and go to thrift stores and walk for blocks with my friends just yeah huh, okay cool this is great to know know where your fucking Came. kids are people Came. so january 10 2010 myra e a 51 year old trans woman is found partially clothed in a field at 4300 garrett she had been strangled 24 year old raquel mundy was found in a field at 300 st charles on june eighteenth, 2010 cause of death strangulation september 13 2010 Trans woman Gypsy Rodriguez was found strangled inside her home at 207 Frawley. Read along. 52 was found strangled near a stairwell of a building on San... Wait, hold on.
1: (laughs) Oh, I thought you said... (laughs) Never mind. Rita Long, but it sounds yeah. like he said read along, like read along the newspaper. Oh my
0: god! Yeah, sorry, no, that no that's was okay.
1: <laughs> my see, Amy,
0: goddamn it, girl, you're probably right. She's probably right. Yeah. yeah, that's why we were so upset about it. <laughs> <laughs> so read along. Rita Long. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Rita Long, everybody. Open your it's
1: th- Wait, you said she was a trans woman?
0: Uh, no. No, never mind. Okay. Uh, there, are, there have been two trans women. Okay. Myra and Gypsy. Okay, gotcha. And now, this is Rita Long, Thank and she's you. the one I talk the most about. So bear with me, y'all. Rita and Rita. Same person. Gotcha. Same <laughs> word. Uh, age 52, was found strangled near a stairwell of a building on San Jacinto on the morning of September 30th, 2010. Carol Flood. 62 was also found lying near a stairwell of a building on Louisiana on the evening of October 10th, 2010. She had also been strangled. By November of 2010, a homeless Houston man named Lucky Ward would be arrested and charged with at least two of these murders. So full disclosure, I've been sick over the weekend on and off of DayQuil and like in and out of sinus headaches. So as I went back and read through this today, the way I constructed it is a little choppy. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring it all home, but it just got a little choppy because we've spoken about five victims so far, and they're some of the less dead, so mm-hmm. there's not a lot of information yeah. that can be found. Um, so Lucky Ward, also known as Wayne Jackson, was 46 years old in 2010 when he was arrested for the murder of Rita Long. Rita was homeless as well, and the HPD were able to connect Ward to uh, to Rita's death after a complete DNA profile was recovered from the scene. Lucky's DNA had been in Harris County records due to a long list of arrests and convictions. I gotta stop. That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. I'm so
2: sorry. No, that
1: was so cute. He has a hard time getting off. I know, things. and it also seemed like he was kind of like, mm, fuck you. No, mom. he needed help, but I didn't
0: want to interrupt Baby. you to ask you to help him. No, you should have, Poor Bubba. I'm sorry, buddy. Okay. <laughs> um, so Lucky's DNA had been in Harris County records due to a long list of arrests and convictions um, dating all the way back to 1984. There are convictions for prostitution, drug possession, delivery of drugs, robbery by threats, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, assaulting, causing bodily injury, evading detention by police, and theft. So obviously, rehabilitation doesn't work. Um he had also previously served time in prison. So Ward's connection to Rita's murder wherein he robbed her, which police noticed, um they put that together upon noticing that her Pant pockets were outturned. Her purse, cell phone, and wallet were all missing as well. Um, His connection to this crime led police to uncover a decades long serial killer that had been stalking the streets of downtown Houston. So, when approached by police, Lucky was roaming around kind of in the Midtown area like he always did, and he confessed to Rita's murder almost immediately. So, DNA advancements up until this point had actually allowed Ward's profile to ping the CODIS National Database and connect him to Okay, so this is where it gets weird where I start to throw in a bunch of stuff all at once. So up until 2010, DNA was slowly advancing. It was kind of doubling on itself. Like if a hundred DNA profiles were uploaded in the first five years, in the next five years 200 to a thousand like it was slowly raising up and with this the dna profiles that were collected from crime scenes they started getting looked at a little more and more complete profiles were made as advancements could lift up you know the different finger you guys know what i'm talking about Mm -hmm. because i don't super know what i'm talking about Super now, (laughs) it's all coming together for this almost perfect timing that Mm -hmm. this man yeah Kind of goes into berserker mode and he's killed five people the fourth of that year. There's enough DNA left on the bra that he strangled her with to connect him and ping him to the crime. And he was already on police radar because he was a homeless guy that had a really long rap sheet. So his M.O. is robbing and strangling. Strangulation To commit the robbery. Okay. Yes. Gotcha. And we'll talk m- more about his victims of choice, too, okay. because they paint a good picture about him. Yeah. Um, so once he's pinged for Rita's, other DNA profiles start to ping him. So the uh, Houston police were able to connect him to Myra Ekal, Raquel Mundy, Gypsy Rodriguez, and Cla- Carol Flood's murders. After the profiles from the crime scenes were fully formed. So, homicide captain David Gott said all five, all five were found strangled, and all five are linked to Lucky Ward.
1: It's reassuring to know that even when some of the women were transgender or sex workers, what did you say? Homeless. Homeless, okay. Not sure about sex workers. They but. at least were <clears throat> taking actual, you know, DNA swabs yeah. and like actually working the crime scene because yeah. if they hadn't and not given a shit, they wouldn't have been able to connect it. This man would still be on the streets. Right. Yeah, so that's kind of it. Like a just meant it was reassuring that they were actually taking it seriously and weren't just like man, whatever.
0: Well, yeah, because this is the same city that let um, fucking Dean Coral get away with uh, over well, thirty that was murders. The 70s. Yeah. yeah, but, but it's, it's the still, same. Yeah. You know, like so it's good to know that mm. with advancements. There's also been advancements in the, you know, the skill and the integrity. uh, Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Um, It made me feel, even though this is in my backyard, it made me feel a little bit safer that police gave a shit. I mean, if you think of his timeline, it starts in January. Mm -hmm. Every couple months he's murdering. And then by October, he's picked up. And it's like, whoa, good job, guys. Yeah. Good fucking job. Yeah. Um, So Police Sergeant Eli Cisneros is one of of the. (laughs) is one of the officers who questioned Lucky and had this to say about him. Um, So he described his demeanor as cool and matter of fact with a sense of superiority. He said, quote, he is a very temperamental individual. He operates, you know, what what I can describe to be a, for lack of a better term, would be a hair trigger. And if he perceives you as a threat or threaten those feelings of superiority that he has, he will go off on you in a second. So I think that's a pretty good analysis yeah. of this monster. Police were able to put together that Lucky preyed on the vulnerable, so trans individuals, the homeless women, um, and even a mother whose car broke down and was towed away. She was last seen getting off of a city bus and getting into a car with a man. I don't think he had a car, so I don't know. But she was just yeah. trying to get back home because mm-hmm. her car broke down. Um, His intentions were to rob, and he chose carefully. But was it all in 2010? Burdell Lewis, strangled to death in 1985, her body was found in Midtown Houston. Her family never saw anyone brought to justice for this crime until 2013. Continued DNA advancements allowed police to connect Lucky Ward to the crime. Um, Pat Lewis, her sister, said in an interview in 2016 that, quote, there was evidence this person was at the crime scene and that this person had more than likely killed her. She, though, believes justice will never be served because Lucky Ward's trial has been continuously pushed. He keeps firing defense teams. (laughs) He's fired like three. Yeah, so this man Mm, was picked up in 2010. This is the end of 2018. Still awaiting trial. For just hers or for all of them? For Rita's. And he was, oh, here we go. So after being charged with capital murder for Rita's death, mm-hmm. enough evidence was compiled to charge Ward with Gypsy Rodriguez's murder as well. Uh-huh. So he has been held without bail at Harris County Jail since 2010. That's a really what? long time. I mean, so much for right to a speedy trial. But then again, he has been fucking everything up right so yeah um in 2017 the district attorney announced that the death penalty would be sought in his case among others but lucky was mentioned by name in october of 2018 lucky was caught with a shank in his cell uh he's also been known to use everyday objects to straight up escape his cell so we have six murder victims Six families, six people mourning the loss, or six people, like, yeah, six groups of people mourning these losses at the hands of Lucky Ward that we know about, Yeah, and they just, they're waiting. This guy hasn't even been brought to trial Mm. for any of these crimes. That's so
1: weird. Yeah. I've never heard of, I mean, I've heard of definitely offenders, defendants, whatever, firing their team. Yeah. Because they want someone that's going to work harder for them or do this, that, and the other, not
0: just to defer his trial essentially you know what i mean in his superiority complex the Mm -hmm. person that sent us this said that he i couldn't find anything of it but he uh he has acted as his own attorney (laughs) at certain points in time so this guy has this superiority Mm -hmm. complex he has this i am god whatever i'm smarter than everyone and he's fucking up the whole due process, but I'm sure he's fine with that because he's living yeah. it up in county jail, escaping his cell whenever he please. I guess he has every
1: right to do what he's doing, but it just, I don't, I'm not, you know, I'm, what's, I'm not educated enough on that process yeah. of like, when does that end? How many nixes on this yes. defense, or defense attorney do you have? Until it's like, no, man, we're going to go ahead and go through the trial. If you want to represent yourself, then fine. Mm-hmm. But
0: this needs to we happen. We got to do it. Right. Yeah, because it's, I mean, it's been nine years now. Yeah. Almost. And
1: yeah, sometimes trials do take a long time. But those are usually like big time, high profile things. Right. Not that these women's lives don't matter as much as the next person, but this shouldn't take 10 years. No, you know for mean? at least the trials right, to, to begin. Right, to start. Yeah. yeah. No, that's crazy.
0: So Jason Spencer, a spokesman for the sheriff's, Harris County Sheriff's Office said of Lucky, <laughs> quote, he is considered one of our most dangerous high-maintenance inmates. He's someone who requires constant attention, who, someone who's frequently trying to agitate other inmates and staff, and we're looking forward to the day when he's at another facility. Wow. So everyone is just fucking sick right. of this guy. Um, Ward- has been, quote, happy to show guards how he got out of his cell in the past, showing them the multiple ways he could get out. And in 2014, he was not immediately cuffed when being removed from his cell to go into the common area, and he ran away from the guard and stabbed another inmate. Oh, my God. Yeah. So this prince of a person, defense attorney Alan Isbell, thinks he can get lucky off for his crimes. Not guilty. He even thinks Lucky showing how he can escape is helpful to society by strengthening the, uh... Oh, making, like,
1: like, the correction system need A little bit stronger. Yeah, Yeah, it's
0: like, yeah, but that's not why he's doing it. He's doing it to show I'm the big bad wolf and I can get away with anything. Well, sorry, Alan, you're going to get fired anyway, so it's fine. (laughs) Uh, Attorney Alan Isbell said, quote, A lot of his past has been blown out of proportion. We're fighting his charges. He also said prosecutors uh, uh may be able to convince jurors that Ward killed one person, but not all the people they are claiming. Quote, the evidence is very weak on some of those murders, he said. When they amended the indictment to seek these murders, that just increased their burden of proof. If they can't prove all of these, they can't find him guilty of capital murder. That's our position. Um, So.
1: Yeah, I can see that that's kind of a dilemma or confusing, mm -hmm. but I mean. Whether it's five murders or whether it's one, this guy isn't really making a great case for himself while he's in prison or no. in jail anyway. So, I mean, <laughs> this guy, defense attorneys, I can't even. It's,
0: I know. It's fine. Like, this guy's really good at his job. Mm-hmm. He's really good at defending monsters.
1: <laughs> well, it sounds like Lucky needs to be in a mental health facility. He needs to be evaluated
0: on some level because he's clearly in danger to other people and himself. Mental health professionals will testify against him once his trial does begin, but Isabel said that he will find just as many to testify for him. Of course. Um, So the people that will testify against him, although he has not been diagnosed with any mental illness, they would testify that he definitely has a complete disregard for societal laws, for human life, um, for law and order. But the people Isbell would find. Huh? Never mind. (laughs) The people Isbell seeks to find would say that he doesn't have any mental deterioration. He doesn't, you know, he's. He doesn't deserve to be exterminated, basically. Um, OK. Yeah. I just never mind. I'm not. So Dane Schiller, a spokesman from the district attorney's office, said, quote, how dangerous is Lucky Ward? Well, he's charged with murdering three people, and we are seeking his execution to forever protect society, including anyone in prison, from his rage. Yep. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Uh So, since we are talking about some of the less dead, um, since we're talking about so many victims, and since this case is still an open case, he hasn't even gone to trial yet, and there haven't been you know, victim impact statements. There Mm -hmm. haven't been all this stuff dredged up from the trial. I don't have much on the victims. I do have stuff about Rita, though, from her common law husband. Robert Osbury, Long's common law husband, said an HPD surgeon called him at 11 p.m. on the Thursday after Lucky's arrest um, to inform him of it. He said, quote, now she can rest in peace. And I feel like a burden has been lifted off my chest. I thank God that they have caught her killer. He deserves whatever he gets. Osbury cried as he recounted the many things that Long, a former teacher who suffered from mental illness, used to do for him. Things that he said he's trying to learn to do for himself. But it's hard, he said. All I think about is my wife. She was a lady, a true lady. So we're talking about transgender women. We're talking about homeless women. Um, we're talking about a mother who was down on her luck. Her car broke down, didn't have a lot of money. You know, she had just dropped her kids off with their her mother, I believe. Um, so I, th- I thought it was important to read that part about Rita being a former teacher with mental illness. Homelessness can happen to any of us mm-hmm. if you don't get proper treatment you can lose your job because you can't function at your job yeah. and then you lose your income and then you lose your home and you can't go get proper treatment because you have no insurance. You have no way to pay for it. So homelessness can really happen. So I wanted to kind of drive that home a little bit because that's why women, sex workers, homeless women, trans individuals, they're thought of as the less dead uh-huh. because people think, oh, you're homeless. You don't really have a support system. Uh-huh. You don't have people worried about you. You you just fell off the face of the earth and that's not. Ever the case. Very rarely is that the case. There's always gonna be someone mourning their loss. Yeah. So um
1: even if they're choosing that lifestyle for whatever reason, yeah. it doesn't mean that they don't matter any more yeah. or less. Exactly. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. They didn't deserve what happened to them and they did not ask for it mm-hmm. because they put themselves in what we would deem as unsafe situations. I mean He sounds kind of like a puss, to be honest,
1: like preying on people that don't have any sort of defense mechanisms, mm-hmm. like you know, a shelter, like shelter to protect themselves or weapons or like, you know what I mean? An environment that is more naturally safe. Like, does that make sense? Like, he just seems kind of like you're an easy target, so I'll go after you. Like, he's not even like, I don't know, I guess it doesn't matter who he's going after. It's still terrible. But he just kind of seems like, oh, I'm going to take the easy way out and just like grab
0: you. I think he needs to feel strong and in control. And yeah, so picking on women or people who. Well, and if
1: he was homeless, he might know and have a better idea of the activities and mm-hmm. areas he to prey on. From afar. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. And he had been, he was chronically yes. homeless. He had been homeless for the past 30 some odd years of his life. So he just stalked the streets, which leads, before we go into questions and theories, I just once again want to mention Gypsy Rodriguez, Rita Long, Carol Flood, Myra Ikal. Raquel Mundy, and Burdell Lewis, who all either allegedly or provable by DNA fell mm-hmm. victim to the fucker Lucky Ward.
1: <laughs> so questions What's and theories. Was his name Luann, really, though? Or what was his real name? Oh, Luann. 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 So Luann, that's
0: what we're <laughs> going to call him. i like a loser. <laughs> um... <laughs> So, questions and theories. I've kind of touched on some of these. I'm fucking with the mic. I'm sorry, everybody. I, like, hit it for no reason at all, and I made it fall. It's fine. Okay. Um, So, was 2010 his berserker mode? It seems that he kind of got careless near the end. Um, Some of his victims were found, I mean, they're found on stairwells. They're found and not hidden in the dark, and... One woman found on the stairwell was found in the morning. Another woman found on the stairwell was found at night, which meant to me that he didn't really care what time it was, where he was. He saw someone he thought he could rob, murder. Um, There was no evidence that I could find. There could be evidence that, since it is still an open case, has not been released Mm -hmm. of sexual assault. Some of these women were found half clothed, But that could have just been a means to to rob to I I don't know
1: deceive what actually happened. That's true. To throw people off.
0: Yeah. So he obviously didn't care about evidence. But if you'd been homeless for the past 30 years, I don't know how aware you would be that DNA evidence was on the up and up. I think you would know it exists, but I don't think you would maybe know. But if you're in and How out good of jail for
1: that amount of time, you would think you would run That's across true. that bit of information through
0: an attorney at some point. That's true. That's a, I didn't think of that. That's a good point. I mean, yeah. maybe. I don't think he was completely. Uh, there was another quote I read from an officer that said um, he's not an educated man, but he's not stupid. So yeah. he was a smart and cunning man in his ways mm-hmm. you know kind of like the visalia ransacker yeah. like he he knew he knew his trade yeah. but the profile said that he probably wasn't an educated yeah man so um big question that i know all of you are thinking and i know hannah's thinking if he had been on the streets since at least 1984 how many more murders is he connected to mm-hmm. so obviously we know he chose the less dead in one year he Killed five women in 1985. He killed a woman. So from 1985 to 2010, there's no way in hell he stopped because. He has uh, he has an M.O. He has a very, you know, cross the board victim profile. Mm-hmm. So that to me, um, yes, he did murder to rob. But that to me doesn't say, like, I was just murdering to get by when I needed to. I mean, you're doing five in one year. Like, come on, there are more.
1: <laughs> there are more. And maybe it started as just robbing and then mm-hmm. gradually turned into, oh, I like the I murder like aspect control, too. Yeah. And maybe one, it was an accidental kill that, like, it triggered something else that yeah. made him realize, oh, I like this as well. You yeah. know?
0: And, and yeah. A police, I read, were looking. From 2005 to 2010 to try to connect him to murders. And I think they couldn't look much past that.
2: Because, because of DNA. DNA. Yeah. yeah. If no the DNA was wasn't collected it, yeah. well.
0: Like I think Burdell, she is very lucky. Yeah. That she put up enough of a fight. That there was that, something there was left DNA. over. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think once he goes to trial, there's going to be a lot more that we find out about him. That he's connected to many more and I don't know if that's something that prosecutors are kind of considering like let's offer you a plea deal to life imprisonment if you tell us what Mm -hmm. else you're connected to because I mean there are thousands and thousands of cold cases and there's no there's not enough time in the world for them to comb through all the half DNA that they might have on some cases Mm -hmm. to connect because and again, like, he is choosing the less dead. And how many serial killers do we know of that also chose yeah. to murder the less dead? How many are, like, still killing right now? So it's, well, you can't just go by his MO. They don't even
1: know about just because those women were found doesn't mean that there were other victims that were just never found because he did it in areas that were, you know, not in the middle of the city or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? And that maybe that's also why it's taking so long, because maybe they are trying to dig into that stuff. Yeah, that's true. You know, yeah, like get all these cases together. Who knows? Because
0: I do think 2010 was his berserker year. I I don't think that's always how he did it or how quickly he did it, because I think he would have been caught earlier since he was on the police radar. He was 46 in 2010,
1: so I mean he was young Mm -hmm. when he started. That's still young in 2010. Yeah. What was, I just want to know his background of like how he got to be homeless. Mm -hmm. What was his ethnicity, education? Like, is he from Texas? Like, what is all of
0: that? He's a black guy. Okay. And you notice in uh, his, Burdell was Mm -hmm. a black woman. Um, Myra, Rita, Gypsy, I did not see pictures of them. Their last names all lead us to believe that they were uh, Hispanic women or of Latinx descent. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what ethnicity Carol was. So, I mean, it seems to me that he was also preying on minorities. So I don't, his background,
1: I don't know. I just want to know just if you could like determine like a you know, catalyst for why the yeah. berserker mode Which happened. Could or could like, help, like, his connect history. him to other murders. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly. Because that, I, I mean, it has it has to be a berserker mode. I think he was kind of, like, either getting too cocky or he was kind of done with it and wanted to get caught. Yeah, I
1: was going to say, like, bored almost. Yeah. Of like, I'm just going to keep doing it because what else is there to do? And now he's
0: causing ruckus in prison because mm. he can get Wants away attention. with it. Like, yeah, because yeah, he's doing it. Um, I think he was a disorganized opportunity killer. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and then yeah, I already mentioned. Obviously, he didn't receive any rehabilitation when he was imprisoned before because he just went back to doing worse shit.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then last point before I pivot over to you to get your questions and theories is going for the death penalty smart. In his case, with what his defense attorney said, I don't think
2: so I don't either. Think so. Yeah,
0: there's not enough. That, like he, like the guy,
1: like you just said, they, mm-hmm. they can't prove on every single case. Yeah, they can maybe get him the death penalty for Rita, mm-hmm. but I mean, it's almost like you want to just get him at least life in prison with like tack on a hundred years for whatever, just to ensure yeah. him to stay in there, just so you can do an all encompassing because of Carol, because of Gypsy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? All of those women you're going to jail for, not just we're going to kill you because of Rita. Exactly. At least I would, as a prosecutor, want that. But that's also me being, you know, happy-go-lucky. Like, yeah, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take care of everyone. Yeah. But that's not how the world works. But
0: no, I don't think that they could get the death penalty now. I don't think so. And I think if they go for the death penalty and then they're – they f- It falls through because there isn't mm-hmm. enough evidence. Then they lose that shot. They lose. Well, and they he's... also
1: have like five other women or four other women they could
0: choose from to like try. That's true. But they don't have enough evidence to yeah. do so. I don't know. And this is a tricky one because this is by definition a serial killer. Mm-hmm. This is a-, a serial killer that's been operating in Houston since at least 1985. So they they know. It's like that frustrating thing. Oh, either it's someone we've talked about or someone on another true crime podcast I listen to, Mm -hmm. but I can't remember the person's name. But the police knew they had their guy. They knew it might have been, might have been last podcast on the left. But like they knew they had their guy, and they couldn't get.
1: The (laughs) fucking Joseph D'Angelo
2: or whatever. No,
0: it was the one where the the guy would use. I think it was a, he was a taxidermist and he would use like the bone grinder or whatever. And Robert Cleason? Is that him? I
2: don't Robert know. Cleason?
0: But they found like his victim's watches yeah. in the. Yeah, Robert Cleason. Okay, who yeah. did that? What do you mean? Who, what, what true crime podcast was it?
1: I'm pretty sure they did. Last uh, podcast? No, um, oh. Karen covered
0: it okay. too, right? So okay, so yeah, so they did so, Austin for the live show. Yes, yes. Yeah. Thank you, because that was going to bug me forever. But just yeah. kind of like that, where they know that's the, they know he did it. They mm-hmm. know that's their guy. But everything fell apart, and then this person is released into the world. So I really think knowing that he is a career serial killer and causing all this fucking trouble in yeah. prison, I think they. I would hope that they would do. Be as like, careful as the they could. And, yeah. like, put it together, yeah. Keep him in jail. What are your questions and theories? I really
1: don't have any because I, all of mine are like shit that we don't know yet because yeah. the trial hasn't come out. I yes. was thinking those same things, so I'm glad you asked those. And mm-hmm. I like kind of said what I had to say with each. But mine is more on the psychological aspect of like yeah. what happened to you to get you to this point? And
2: how
0: can we prevent something like you from happening yeah. to society again? Yeah, Like I've,
1: he needs to be evaluated. I can't. I hope that we hear about and something happening soon.
0: I hope so too cuz the articles I found were from like 2011 then 2013 Jeez. then 2016 then 2017 then the most recent one where I got everything about his defense attorney mm-hmm. about um his recent escapades in prison <laughs> was from October 10th, 2018. So they're still trying to pin this guy, they're trying to get his trial going, but I mean, you can only move as fast as the system can. Yeah. I guess, which well, and sucks. did he
1: kill the inmates or just stab them? Stab.
0: Just okay, stab. so they
1: survived. I was going to say, that's just another fucking murder you can tack on to everything.
0: Ex- yeah, but that's still, like, Assault. if you stab another inmate, I think you automatically get more time onto your sentence. So, how is that, like, with all no of the things works. he's done, he's wrapped itself up into a nice little bow for himself, I think, to at least put away for life. Yeah, he'll be
1: in the system for quite some time. Yeah. Because there's DNA Oop. for at least some of it. <laughs> I don't even know. This guy sucks. Yeah. Luan. Oh god. And he's we'll post his picture. Is he cute? He kinda sounds like he'd be cute. That's he why I'm bummed
0: out. Is a good looking dude god damn tall. Him. Um in prison. He's obviously like getting a fade done. He's getting he's keeping <laughs> up with his facial hair. His eyes are dead. Ooh. They are dead. They're black. Ooh, There's no. nothing behind them. He's I mean, you look at him like I watched a video of him being brought into, you know, the a courtroom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Wow, he doesn't look like he'd ever been homeless in his life." And then I see his mugshot and I'm like, "Fucking chills. He's he's a scary person." Really? And it's really scary hearing about shit like this in our city mm-hmm. because he was walking around montrose midtown right. i walk around those places yeah. all the time all of our friends do it's mm-hmm. just it's not like he was in the fifth ward you know in the places that we would never hear about that news articles would never write about right he was he was in like our
2: neck right of the there lids. yeah
1: yeah <laughs> Um, if anybody hears anything then let us know write us email us
0: yeah send us shit I was gonna say text us
1: <laughs> don't text us we don't want
0: that we won't answer them anyways <laughs> I never answer text messages um, but yeah so that's it for now
2: mm-hmm.
0: on Lucky Ward we hopefully will learn more within the next year so fuck you Lucky Ward <laughs> fuck you alright <laughs> <laughs> you ready? yeah I'm ready
1: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so I was listening to, it was a MFM mini-sode, it was a, I don't know, it wasn't the last one, but the one before, I think, and did you listen to the one where this girl wrote in about, um, her family, um, had been involved in this, um, well, I don't want to say too much, because then it'll just give it away, but her family had been involved in a crime in El Paso, um, and so I looked it up, if I say it, it'll just totally give away the whole, like, story, so it doesn't even matter. Nope.
0: Okay. I... I don't listen to them as religiously as I used to, so oh okay, well, <laughs> I might well, skip I that know. one. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. It's fine.
1: Um. Anyway, I looked it up. Couldn't find anything on it, but it found. I found this story instead. Um. So, not El Paso, but Dallas, two thousand twelve.
0: Oh, that's right. I wrote the intro. Yeah, I knew it was in Dallas. It's
1: fine. <laughs> um. On the late evening of April twenty seventh, kind of early morning hours of April twenty eighth, Crystal Richardson uh, would be celebrating her twenty eighth birthday. Crystal would be dressed up for the evening, complete with a sash and the kind of dumb dollar bills thing, you know, <laughs> that you pin to. It. I don't ever understand that.
0: I I get it when you're a tipped employee.
1: Yeah, like working. Yeah. But like.
0: Just in general, I'm not going to give you money.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no. That's just, I don't under, it looks weird. Or like the bachelorette ones. I'm like, wait, but you're getting married. I don't, okay.
0: Or like the dollar dance at a wedding. That's the thing? Yeah. Apparently, there you Get in the middle and people like what? dance dollar bills up to you like you're a stripper. I don't want ever
1: that to happen. No. I went to a wedding the other day and that was terrifying. <laughs> I like was crying for the person that I didn't even know yep. and was like, I never want to get married. This is horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. She's not in a wedding.
2: <clears throat>
1: it's just her birthday. Just it's her fine. Birthday. Um. So, yeah, it was just kind of her outfit was emphasizing that she was heading out to party with her friends for the night, whatever. Um, but before heading out on the town, Crystal would be seen with um, 34-year-old Cedric Owens. And according to witnesses that night, it was uncertain if the couple were truly dating or had just met that evening at this convenience store earlier that night, which sounds confusing because you think that you should usually be able to tell the difference if people are dating or had just met. Mm-hmm. But uh, once you kind of hear how the night unfolds, it could make more sense. I don't know.
0: Yeah, like they're like really, really drunk and all over each other.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah that's a good point. Um, so, regardless, the pair would make several stops that night to purchase alcohol, marijuana, cocaine. And uh PCP, as you do. Just a casual yeah, in yeah, the yeah, town. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. <laughs> um, The two would end up going to several of Cedric, or excuse me, they would end up going with several of Cedric's friends to a room at a Motel 6 on I-30 in East Dallas. I actually saw a picture of the motel and it didn't look that bad. It kind of, I don't know, Motel 6s aren't like the nicest, nicest, but they're not like shitholes.
0: Yeah, like just depends on the area. Exactly. In. Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, one of the women who attended the impromptu birthday party said that everyone there was drinking heavily and taking drugs. But she left around four or five a.m. That's really the only uh, we have one more time frame, but that's kind of it with what happened the rest of the night.
0: I cannot sidebar imagine doing PCP in the first place, and especially not in a hotel room filled with people. That's I don't
1: even know terrifying. how you take PCP. You know what I mean? Like I'm picturing a like. I I hear PCP. You want to know what I think of? I think of PVC pipe. I think of plumbing. (laughs) I think of house construction. I don't even think of drugs.
0: I think PCP. Oh no, it doesn't. Is That like meth, essentially. Yeah, PCP is like angel dust, where it like turns you into you think you're invincible. You can do anything. Ah, yeah. That's why people will jump off of buildings because they're like, I can totally fly. That's acid doesn't really do that, but I've heard PCP. Acid's a little more chill. Yeah, I don't know how you take PCP. I. Never in my life have ever been interested in that. Sounds terrifying. What does it stand for? I think it's the chemical compound.
1: Well, I would assume, but I just didn't know if you, no one.
0: Polyethamine chloride parcels. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. PVC pipe. Sorry. So now, like, I'm <laughs> just knowing what I've heard that that drug does to people. Yeah. I I'm not surprised that this night goes awry. Yeah. For sure. That's terrifying. This is
1: a rough one, everyone. So, but it's kind of funny, but not really. (laughs) Because they're on PCP. Yeah. And
0: they're 28 years old. Who still does PCP when you're 20? I'm sorry. I don't know, man. It's fine.
1: Um, (laughs) The day after the party on the 28th, around 5 p.m., a security guard at the Motel 6 claims he heard a very loud noise coming from the third floor room that Crystal's party had been held in. He then proceeds to find Crystal Richardson on the stairs, naked and covered in blood. Ew. Yeah.
0: Oh yeah, guys. PCP also lasts for like eight to ten hours. Oh, it's I think a long maybe one? even longer. Ew. it's a long one. <laughs> 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 uh.
1: <laughs> Police would be called and Crystal would be transported to a hospital. She had a stab wound on her right thigh, a large cut on her forearm, and human hair stuck in the blood that had dried on her fingers. Yeah, I'm so sorry. While at the hospital, Crystal would be treated for her injuries and undergo an examination and rape kit testing. Doctors would attest that Crystal didn't suffer from any signs of injuries of sexual assault, but emphasize that it's actually fairly normal for rape victims to be injury free. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. So Crystal would tell the medical staff that she air quotes felt like she had been raped but couldn't recall what happened or knew her, who her attacker might have been she told police that she had been consuming vodka, beer and pot that night as well as her medication for schizoaffective disorder oh no you're
0: no. not supposed to drink on that yeah. but oh, it's um uh,
1: you'll find out what happens later obviously okay now let's not forget about the motel that she was found bloody at okay so back in the room at the motel 6 People would find, or people, (laughs) well, technically, but police would find that Cedric Owens had uh, been murdered in one of the most brutal ways possible. Whoa. So any of our listeners that have a penis and testicles as their genitalia, brace yourselves. Cedric, who, reminder, was only 34. He was the father of two young daughters as well. Had been found in the hotel room with over 130 stab wounds inflicted on his body, mainly his chest and neck as well as having his throat slit. Now, while each of those are absolutely horrible, the most shocking part of his torture and murder is the fact that Cedric had also been completely castrated and his penis was also hacked off. Ah! Ew, the word hacked. I know. That Ooh. was in the article. I wanted to keep that because it kind of sounded like jacked and so it was like jacked off, hacked off. No, it was yeah. Fine. All of this, the genital removal, the stabbings, the throat slicing, you want to guess what it was done with?
0: <laughs> a pin that held her money on her shirt close enough really a, a pocket knife oh,
1: I know. oh so super easy and smooth and not painful or lengthy oh, process yeah <clears throat> yeah oh, oh my god and with this finding crystal richardson would eventually be charged with the murder of cedric owens yeah. and put on trial just a couple of years later she would plead not guilty and would claim she acted in self-defense
0: 130 times. Yeah, I was like,
1: girl, you sound like Susan Wright. Yeah. But it's fine. On the stand, Crystal will testify in her own defense at her trial, which I kind of get if that's your, you know, whole thing, then you talk, but she's Mm. not great. She tells the jury that on the night of her birthday, (coughs) excuse me, she believed that Cedric thought that she had been part of ripping him off when he had paid someone that she knew 60 bucks for cocaine that turned out to be baking soda. (laughs) and in retaliation for the fake drugs crystal states that cedric raped her in the hotel room while wearing a condom and told her quote that's for my money lost bitch
0: yeah i mean that sounds like something a shitty person would do <laughs> yeah. like that doesn't
1: it's not far-fetched no crystal said that after the rape she grabbed the condom and threw the semen inside the condom back at cedric he then punched her in the nose and they began fighting She explains that she grabbed the knife because she was scared of what he would do to her, and the two grappled back and forth with the knife until he finally gained full control of it and stabbed her in the leg, during which he allegedly kept telling her he was going to kill her. This is when it gets a little tricky. Crystal will claim that she doesn't remember the majority of the night, specifically uh, the castration and some of the stabbings, But she said she remembers stabbing him during the struggle with the knife every time he would come at her, but doesn't remember slicing his throat or, like I said, performing the genital mutilation. Right. So we'll get into it. During cross-examination, prosecutor Josh Healy, who I've actually mentioned before, but I can't remember on which episode it was, but I recognize his name totally, um, asked how Crystal got her injuries and which hand Cedric stabbed or hit her with. And Crystal said she didn't know because she was curled up in a ball trying to protect her head as he kicked her in her back and vagina. Quote, we weren't playing ring around the Rosie. We were fighting, sir. Okay. The jury was also told that a forensic analyst concluded that the pocket knife used to, um, the, the pocket knife Crystal used to stab Cedric Owens was mainly covered in Crystal's blood. And a used condom found at the crime scene was a DNA match to both Crystal and Cedric. I'm uncertain if this uh, was mentioned in court, but regardless, I thought it was good. So at the time of the attack, Crystal told investigators she ate breakfast and took a nap and didn't remember anything else until she was taken away from the scene. Confusing, right?
0: Yeah. 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 (laughs) None of the things that she was on make you hungry or take a nap.
1: She's not great, like I keep saying. She doesn't have it together. (laughs) No. Crystal, in her defense, also told jurors that her biological father raped her as a child and teen. She also states that she was raped by another man who followed her down the road and then dragged her into an alley, which is, you know, classic, always nice. The rape committed by her father was never reported to the police, but the one a few years later in the alley was reported to to Dallas police, but the man was never uh, found or charged. Of course not. (coughs) So you can kind of see a little bit of uh, maybe resentment and, you know, issues with men kind of already starting to build up there.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, on a less sympathetic note, jurors heard that Crystal had prior convictions of credit card fraud. She was also, this is Terrell, charged with a DUI when her own young son was in the vehicle. Uh, uh-huh. Fucking dick. <laughs> Other charges for theft and then most importantly... She was charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon when she stabbed someone during a fight back in 2004.
0: There it is. Mm.
1: However, her attorneys asked the jurors for leniency for his troubled client, saying that her life had been marked by tragedy, which is very much true. You can't Mm -hmm. really deny that. But the prosecution painted Crystal as a killer who has long exhibited violent behavior, which is also true. You can't deny that. Um, the prosecutors also showed evidence that during her incarceration prior to and during her trial, Crystal threatened to kill correct, a, a corrections officer after physically assaulting her. When speaking on the phone to a friend after the attack, Crystal bragged about dragging Officer Chantrial Shaw, uh, quote, like a rag doll. So she basically has a pattern of behavior before and after her attack on Cedric. She stabs a person years before and assaults this corrections officer. So she's struggling with something more or less
0: and i mean we can't forget that she has sch- schizoaffective disorders that right probably doesn't help her judgment. very much true
1: uh her response to the doubt of her not remembering her actions that evening and supposedly blacking out was quote i do know that i didn't chase this man like a dog i didn't want him to kill me i'm not a killer i'm not a murderer i am somebody's mother Good stuff.
2: I mean, like just because you're
1: a mom doesn't make anything, we've, any, whatever. We've covered that on this
0: podcast. It <laughs> <laughs>
1: means nothing.
2: <laughs>
1: Prosecutors Josh Healy and Brandi Mitchell said while questioning Richardson that her faulty memory um, is her way out of only telling the jury facts that aid her version of the events and not theirs. She addressed his family from the witness stand and she said she was sorry. Sure. During her trial, Cedric's daughters would address Crystal in court and deliver their impact statements. Oh,
0: yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, I don't want to mispronounce the girl's name, so this is a quote from his thirteen year old daughter. I believe it's Asia Aja. It's A J Z A. I'm not sure, but Asia. Yeah, Asia. I think. I guess, maybe.
0: Yeah.
1: Um quote I forgive you for myself. You took a wonderful a wonderful man away from me. You took my everything. And then her older fifteen year old sister said Maya, I guess it's it's spelled like Cedric but then said Maya like C E D M Y I A H told Crystal that um oh, told Crystal that why she, meaning Crystal, will be able um to one day see her 7-year-old son again one day or one yeah, sorry, one day see her old son 7-year-old son again. She will never be able to see her father again. I'm still hurting from this. I don't know that I can ever recover from this. So I mean her kid is 7 and she was arrested not that long prior. Like, her kid was young when yeah. this DUI thing happened. Like, like it's seat. just terrible, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I kind of, like, botched that. Um, the jury would deliberate for two hours before convicting Crystal for the murder of Cedric Owens, and during the sentencing phase on April 15th, 2014, she was sentenced to life in prison. She is eligible for parole on 428, 2042 which is whatever, um, and she remains at the Christina Melton Crane Unit in Gatesville. So questions and theories. I think that the prosecutors were spot on with her casually blacking out and not remembering certain parts of the evening. It fits her narrative kind of thing. Um, it's also important to note that um, I know that before it said she was on her medication, but she actually hadn't been taking her schizoaffective disorder medication for quite some time. And that Ooh. was a lie, okay. according to the articles that I read. Um, The fact that the pocket knife had more of her blood on it than his is very interesting to me. I feel that with all of the wounds that were inflicted on him, you'd think there would be more of his than hers. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to put forward that I think she self-inflicted the leg wound
2: and the cuts on her arms
1: after he was already dead. I think that she killed him. She had breakfast, took her nap, whatever she wants to say, and then decided, okay, I've got to find a way out of this. I think she gave the injuries to herself, and that's why the knife had more Of her blood on it because it was the last thing it came in contact with and she probably washed it or wiped it off in between it being in contact with his body and hers. She ran out of the room naked and bloody and claims amnesia or whatever to fit the crime scene. I do want to know like because that was just a theory of mine, but Mm -hmm. I'd like to know if time of death was a factor that they could determine because if she let him sit there for, for a few hours, if this whole like... 4 or 5 a.m. party thing. Maybe say it ended around 6 or 7 a.m. They don't find the guy till 5 p.m. Right. So, I mean, that would be interesting to know how long he had been dead for. And that'd be a really long time for yes. her to be bleeding out. Yeah. If it happened
0: pretty quickly yeah, on. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, I question her statements of him coming at her and like attacking her, etc. Because she was the one with the knife.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If she was making the narrative fit her story better, wouldn't it make it look or wouldn't it make it? seem better if he had the knife you know yeah. what I mean like it, why would he be running towards her if she had the weapon and she was stabbing him every time he approached her but according to her also she was also curled up on the floor in a ball it doesn't make sense like which one is it yeah how were you curled up but also standing and stabbing exactly especially since this guy had wounds on his chest and neck like she was on top of him. Yeah. You know, this doesn't... And you fucking... I don't care about this. Yes, the stabbing is terrible. And if you mm-hmm. want to figure out a, a way to say self-defense, self, self defense, but you cut his dick off. Yeah,
0: it's a little bit
1: much. Overkill, yeah. Yeah. I, one <clears throat> kind of last thing. Not trying to say that she wasn't raped because it is 2018. People are aware of DNA testing. And just because... You rape someone doesn't mean you don't want to get an STD and you think of wearing a condom, Mm -hmm. whatever. But I question that condom. Having a condom in the equation kind of promotes a bit of consensual behavior, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Not always the case. I'm not trying to say that. But it is something to think about because I feel like if they were so fucked up on drugs and alcohol, like, would either of them also, like, think to put a condom on Or, like, the sequence of events isn't very realistic to me. He obviously ejaculated at some point to a certain extent because she supposedly starts throwing it back on him. So, like, I wonder if the whole night went fine. and But after sex, like, he didn't want to cuddle. And, like, he wanted to, like, go home. And she's like, no way. It's my birthday. You're staying here. And it just triggered, like, a whole sequence of events that she remembers with the other men that raped her. And she got pissed. She wasn't on her meds. She was on PCP. And she fucking lost it. Yeah. You know? Yep. What do you think?
0: That's kind of what I wrote down because I would like to know if she was on, you know, the two or three uppers, mm-hmm. PCP, cocaine, um, pot, I guess, depending on what type of pot it could be, an upper mm-hmm. or a downer. But and then alcohol is a massive downer. Yeah. And when you combine all those, it's a really volatile effect. So mm-hmm. I wrote down that it's possible that it was consensual sex. Maybe it either triggered, since she is on these fucking crazy drugs that just, like, fuck up your whole state of mind. It could have triggered PTSD flashbacks due to mm-hmm. rape, her past rapes. Or it could have went gone from consensual sex to rape when she, you know, I don't like that. I don't mm-hmm. want to do this anymore. Yeah. And then he's like, no, fuck you. I got yeah. baking soda. Baking soda, it's not cocaine, yeah. it's baking soda, so they weren't on cocaine as well, but... But he also has two teenage daughters. Right. Do you think
1: he's that... I mean, I don't want to say do you think he's that kind of guy, because we know plenty of men are capable yes. of that, that have families, but there's no history that I could find of him being a violent person Yeah, and a bad guy. So He's I, obviously I'm- not, like, super with it when you're hanging out with strangers in a hotel room till 7 a.m. Yeah. And doing fucking PCP, but, like, doesn't
0: mean that you're a rapist. Right. And it doesn't mean that he isn't, but I, I think definitely the drugs, the PCP is what really, like, that shit gives you superhuman strength.
1: Was she hallucinating that he was mm-hmm. coming
0: at her and kicking right. her? And, and like PTSD she coming it. in and she's losing touch mm-hmm. with reality. And then, you know, like, I think her sentencing was completely fair. I don't yeah. think she deserved the death penalty because there were... Is ev- whether it's self-inflicted things, yeah. or not, it, there is evidence of a tell. struggle. Yeah. I think having her parole being on the table, I think is fair as well, because you don't really know the whole story, mm-hmm. but she's going to be in jail for 30 years, so... Mm-hmm. That's Hopefully. a good start. You know, that's yeah. yeah.
1: Well, and you have it's not just like, oh, she was diagnosed with depression or anxiety, which are very uh, serious mental illnesses, but this woman had diagnosed schizoaffective disorder. This is something a little heavier to mm-hmm. that needs to be analyzed, you know what I mean, to yeah. like at least warrant like, okay, we need to give her some little reprieve, mm-hmm. potentially to to see how she could do in the outside world yeah. if she's treated. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, no, it does, cuz and I don't know if she had been off her, I don't know why she was off her medication. Maybe she got to the point where she was like, you know what, I kind of got this shit under control. Mm-hmm. We don't know how her schizoaffective disorder was affecting her psyche in the day-to-day life. But if a drug is going to awaken some volatile mental illness or, I don't, you know, like you're hearing voices, mm-hmm. you're disassociating, I think PCP would do it. PCP would really? be the drug to do it. Oh, yeah. I it's, like, like I said, I don't know anything about it. I mean, it's, it's one of those drugs that like you talk to a friend or something that did it and you hear nothing but like I was in hell for like 10 or 12 hours and it was the worst experience of my life and I don't know why I did it, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and you're just like, why does anyone do this ever? Mm-hmm. Like if everyone I hear this from, so it's. I remember
1: watching like an episode ugh. of Intervention about a woman that was on it, but she seemed like ugh. so happy-go-lucky and like, I got the whole like I can jump off a mm-hmm. cliff thing and be fine that kind of vibe but um I don't know it wasn't like I'm in a hell hole like
0: dungeon room with foil and like crack pipes everywhere you know what I mean it's definitely one of those drugs that like if you take acid and you're in you're not in a good state of mind you will have a bad trip mm-hmm. so if you have underlying mental illness if you're mixing it with downers if you're it's something it's a different experience for everyone which I guess is why people do take it because someone has to have fun on it but (laughs) the I think she had enough of a concoction put together that it was a bad time well
1: and she ever <laughs> claims that she took the pcp right i would you know? like
0: to know if they took a toxicology from mm-hmm. her and if that was like and admissible if the coke court. was fake then right
1: she's just drinking and on pot
0: yeah like but if, you if didn't... she
1: has a mental illness that is severely out of
0: control yeah the drinking could have been enough to because mm-hmm. that's definitely 130 st- the mutilation 130 stabs slitting a throat that's not that's a merely self-defense yeah and that's not no. the act of a sane woman <laughs> no if
1: you're fucked up and you just can't you're so in the heat of the moment and you stab the shit out of someone i could give that to you yeah but no that's too many times slicing the throat overkill which and then you just sit there and literally just i mean i hope to god that the mutilation was not his cause of death yeah. and bleeding out. You know what I mean? But yeah. it seems like an afterthought of like, I'm bored. I'm going to go fuck with his dick. Right. You know?
2: Yeah.
0: Or, yeah, That that's why I really think she had to be on PCP. Yeah. why else would you castrate someone? Unless there was a lot of big PTSD and she castrated him because maybe he did rape her. I don't know. But I also wrote down Manson style overkill because that made me think mm-hmm. of the Tate murders where they stabbed Sharon Tate X many times and then they cut her baby from her belly like it's just unnecessary i want to be evil because i'm fucked up on drugs Mm -hmm. over which then
1: made me think of had they known each other for longer than this you know 12 hours thing because that sounds pretty personal (laughs) but then i don't know everyone's claims that they were just kind of acquaintances so But who would just go pick up a girl at a convenience store and go pay for a hotel room and, like, have your friends meet up with them? Like, it didn't say that any of her friends were there. It was all his friends. And so it's like, is this the new guy she's dating and they're about to go celebrate? Yeah. Like, does she know anyone? Like, it's just, I don't have more information, so it's just kind of confusing. I wish I knew more. Mm -hmm. But... never know more. Nah, exactly. But... Uh, I hope, I hope to Satan that she does get help in prison yeah. and is able to receive psychiatric treatment. Um, but yeah, that's the story of Cedric Owens and Crystal Richardson with a C. Fuck you, Crystal Yeah, Richardson? most
0: definitely. Yeah, fuck you, Crystal yeah, Richardson. Yeah. Sure. Fuck, that sucks. I hate when, when rape is thrown in, especially when like it's someone claiming and then there's a victim, mm-hmm. you know, I murdered him because he raped me. It's like. You don't want to discount a rape survivor. That's
1: what I was trying to, yeah.
0: But then again, you're maligning a dead man who can't speak for himself. It's such a dicey Mm -hmm. thing, which is why everyone's like, oh, it's a dangerous time for men. It's like, no, you believe rape victims, rape survivors. But there are cases where it's like, are you just saying that because you cut a man's dick off and you're trying to get sympathy from the court? I don't know. Well, and like the
1: the medical people said, you know, she didn't have any signs of rape, you know. And I mean, I know that the injuries and I don't know what they meant specifically. Was it bruising on her body? Was Mm -hmm. it ligature marks? Was it just vaginal tissue damage? You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Because that's what I would normally think of as rape injuries was, you know, injury to your actual vaginal canal. You know what I mean? But I don't know.
0: If it was a condom that had double sided Mm. lubrication. I mean, I don't. Yeah. If you buy a box of Trojans, I think they all have. Double sided, yeah. Some sort of like yeah. spermicide type. So it could have been rape, and it could have been forced entry, but forced there could entry? have been <laughs> <Is> that <laughs> crass? I don't know. I thought that was <laughs> that's holi- not
1: hilarious. Force <laughs> I was just thinking like a house. I like, know.
0: Yeah, <laughs> this was a home invasion. But if there's lubrication <laughs> present, would it there still may cause not the be, tearing? Yeah, I don't know. Damn.
1: Yeah. What a cunt. If like she's lying about this, I know.
0: But, because I mean, his daughters had to. I hope they weren't in the court to hear that portion of it, but I don't know. they definitely can look at the Internet mm-hmm. if they're ever curious, yeah, you know. I'm sure they and, do know at this point. Yeah,
1: but, it's. Yeah. Anyway. Ay, ay, ay.
0: Is this, we're, are we going to record next week or is this our last so. one for the year? We might come back with yeah. an episode next week.
1: If we do come back next week with an episode, it'll be our last one for the year. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Because we'll just have a couple more weeks till the end of the year <laughs> yeah
0: yeah we're like on a, a school schedule because we took a little break in summer now we're taking uh-huh. a little christmas break and <laughs> we'll be back when your kids are in yeah. school <laughs> oh before
1: we wrap it up i have the december victims list if you guys yes. want to hear it so december 1st 1981 virginia freeman december 2nd 1983 christopher walden um december 12th 1997 brian deneke december 15th 2016 april van Cleve. December 24th, 2010, Jonathan Foster, December 24th, 1993, Roberto Victor and Maria Rios, and then uh December 31st, 1999, Kayleen
0: Harris. Man, hearing April's name again, that just reminds mm-hmm. me, we're back in the swing of the holidays and people are out and if they're predators, I mean, just be on your guard. Everyone's yeah. like we're all busy right now and we're all running in and out of stores mm-hmm. and We're all going to have, like, tons of... I walked up to my apartment building today with my hands completely full. If someone had come and attacked me, I would have had no way of defending myself. And that's just, like, the nature of the season. So just always be on the lookout. April was followed from Target to her home. And she was murdered in cold blood. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just remember, guys, the holidays kind of bring out the worst in people. Dude, (laughs) I swear to God,
1: I saw this woman at Target literally like first of all she just kind of looked agitated like (laughs) year-round but she had kids with her and like she was ordering like you know the like little you can get popcorn and like pretzels or like next to like starbucks i'm sorry I that's (laughs) total nostalgia for me yeah (laughs) and she like ordered had ordered some bullshit pizza for one of her kids and was flipping out because they were like busy and forgot to start it or something and she yelled so long and so loud and i was just like you guys need to chill out. Oh like, my god. I'm a really angry person too, but like, I'm not gonna go and like ruin someone's oh, day. They make like minimum wage over fucking, fucking pizza. Asshole. Yeah. Oh ay, ay, ay. Oh my god. Don't yeah. have children, then it won't happen.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's a really good way to prevent it because then you <laughs> won't just be shitty all the time. Yeah. Your heart hurts. You can, you can go get no... your own pizza later. Yeah, you have no life. Yeah. <laughs> so we
1: might be back next week. Maybe we'll see. If we're not, then you know it is what it is. Yeah. But. Yeah, thanks for listening. Go to com. Is that still happening?
0: Yeah, she's actually running a better promo now. It's just like automatically applied at checkouts, 20% off. Oh, okay, well, yeah. you don't need us.
1: No. <laughs> cool. No.
0: But yeah, thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening.
1: Episode 42. We'll be back next maybe next year maybe (laughs) with with more texas true crime and if anyone's listening happy happy halloween Halloween. (laughs) oh that was off key